Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, a Bible study program coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo. Today, we will be listening to the conclusion of a sermon by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, on the life of King Solomon. This sermon is part of Pastor's series on heavenly authority, and previously, we read God's declared punishment that he would divide the kingdom because Solomon built high places of worship to the pagan gods of his many foreign wives. When we left off, Pastor Greg was reading the aged Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.shiarjashub.org your site for serious Bible study. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo. He too is going to die. The mourners are going to cry in the streets. Every person has this destiny. That's the human end to the human condition is death. For the wages of sin is death. And he says, remember your creator again. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed. That silver cord, the connection of the spirit to the body. It's like a silver cord and at some point it's snipped, it's cut. And our spirits are no longer in connection to our bodies and our bodies are dead. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the well. The aging process, the law, second law of thermodynamics, the greater entropy, everything going to disorder. Everything goes from order and runs down and crumbles and becomes disordered. It happens to things like wheels and pitchers and bowls. It happens to these bodies. It happens to this world. And really what Solomon is talking about here, remember now the creator in the days of your youth is also important to societies because societies run down, especially if they don't remember the creator of their youth. And there's a warning here for America and for all nations, for Israel in his day. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. All is emptiness. Verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Remember now the creator from your youth. And then he says, fear God and keep his commandments. Did Solomon do this? No. And so what is his end? Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. At some point, he says, how do we know the spirit of a man goes up? How do we know what happens after that silver cord is snipped? What faces me in the next world? Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. That's all that's required. Fear God and keep his commandments, for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So all that debating and thinking and reasoning and you come to the very end, very simple, simple enough for a child to understand it. You don't have to have all the wisdom of Solomon. 
And so the old man, after his folly, comes to a conclusion that a little child can understand. It's hidden from the wise and the learned, but God reveals it to the innocent little children. And Solomon has to become like a little child in his old age to finally hit it on the head, fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment. He is coming back, the judge, the living and the dead, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. A powerful message for our selfish, lustful, materialistic age that worships at the altar of intellectualism. Here is the ultimate intellectual. Here is the ultimate materialist. Great accomplishments, great possessions, anything his heart wanted, anything his eye saw, momentary pleasures of any time, lusts, material things, physical pleasures, wine, drink, gold. When you look at the television, you look at a commercial, what do the marketing people appeal to, right? You can have, you can do, you can do this, you can have that. This runs the mechanism of our society. It shouldn't, but it does. Materialism, intellectualism, lust, and it's all what? Vanity of vanities, emptiness. There's no eternal happiness in them because eternal happiness can only come from following the Lord God and his word and his will for us. That goes beyond this world when the silver cord is cut and everything else is just a grasping after the wind. Looks good for a moment, but it passes away. Vanity of vanities. Here you have Solomon, noble, a man of honor, humble, wise, a young man. Jerusalem becomes one of the most beautiful cities in the ancient history. But he was not strong enough to withstand the temptations of a long life of luxury. And America needs to hear that. And the church, especially the church in America, needs to hear that. What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be numbered. Remember the Creator from your youth. Remember, don't abandon Him. When He blesses you because you're His, don't fix your eyes on the blessing, fix your eyes on Him. And the punishment begins right away. In 1 Kings chapter 11, in verse 14, the time of Israel's security, the time of Israel's dominance, the time of Israel's peace now wanes. In verse 14, now the Lord raised up an adversary against Solomon, Hadad the Edomite, for he was a descendant of the king of Edom. God uses the pagan to bring punishment upon his own people. Sometimes you say, well, gee, the Edomites, they're so far away. At least there's a temple in Israel to Yahweh. But when you're double-minded, when you compromise with the world, when you have a little bit of Yahweh and a little bit of Ashtoreth or Milcom, don't be surprised if God raises up adversaries against us, even if we call on the name of the Lord. 
And then you read, so he raises up this Hadad. And then you read down in verse 23 about this man, Reason. It says, and God raised up another adversary against him, Reason, the son of Eliada, who fled from his lord Hadadiza, king of Zobar. Zobar is it's northeast of Damascus in Syria. So here is this man who's a, uh, a captain of a band of raiders. He flees from his lord, the king of Zobar, and he starts a whole dynasty in Damascus, and his name is Rezon. So he gathered men to him, verse 24, became captain over a band of raiders when David killed those of Zobar. And they went to Damascus and dwelt there and reigned in Damascus. So he's in Damascus at the time of David. He was an adversary of Israel all the days of Solomon. Besides the trouble that Hadad caused, and he abhorred Israel and reigned over Syria. So now because of Solomon's sin, God is making this reason powerful and an adversary to Solomon. But most importantly of the adversaries he raises, we read about in verse 26, then Solomon's servant, Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and Ephraimite, one from Israel, an Israelite, from Ephraim, from Joseph, from Zeradah, which is the city of Mount Ephraim, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow, also rebelled against the king. And Jeroboam would become the first ruler of the northern kingdom, which would become known as Israel. And the southern kingdom from Solomon's son would be known as Judah. And Lord willing, we'll talk about him more next time. I just want to skip ahead to Solomon's death. Verse 41 of chapter 11. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon, all that he did, and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the acts of Solomon? And the period that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was 40 years, a generation. Then Solomon rested with his fathers, and was buried in the city of David his father, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his place. The silver cord is cut. No matter how powerful, no matter how wealthy, no matter how wise, how educated, everyone has the same fate. The grave awaits them, even Solomon. Vanity of vanities. What we do in this world that counts is not the treasure of this world, America. It's the treasure in heaven that moth and rust and thieves cannot steal or destroy. We are called to be a people who build up treasure in heaven, whose eyes, we look at ourselves in this world as aliens, and our eyes are fixed on a new Jerusalem, a greater Jerusalem, a city that's paved with gold, with a king of holiness, a king of wisdom, Jesus the Christ. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we study this, the wisest of men, as we finished the study of his life, we understand the foolishness of human nature and we run and not hesitate to flee to the author and the perfecter, the creator 
Jesus the Christ, the true King, the true wisdom, Lord God, that we would see not with earthly eyes from an earthly perspective, but that we would have the mind of Christ and that we would see with heavenly eyes the eternal kingdom, that which has no end, which goes on and on, which the devil cannot steal, that thieves cannot take. Father God, how often people must come to you in sickness and age and debilitation to realize the worthlessness of all the things that they have lifted up in life. Help us, Father, to remember the Creator from our youth, not to make the mistake, not to play the fool, but to hold on to you as early as possible and live for you as early as possible and reap an eternal reward that we can say as Paul, we have run the race, we have received the crown. And to hear your words, Lord Jesus, well done, good and faithful servant. We thank you, Father. Give us the wisdom, the true wisdom of your word. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo on the web. On the Shi'ar Jeshub website, you will find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, as well as an archive of our radio programs with in-depth Bible teaching and preaching. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org. And can I ask you to pray about supporting this ministry? Our address is Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.